0: California is trying to become more of a crap state than it already is. If we can't tell the difference between men and women, is it a shock we can't tell the difference between bees and fish? And I think the NFL is going down a road they're going to regret. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. You know, I realized yesterday that I didn't Uh, bring up my factoid for Straight Pride Month, which I've declared. And by the way, I'm not the only one. Twitter, a lot of people have declared it Straight Pride Month. But I realized I didn't didn't actually talk about it. Do you know why? Because I just don't care. Because I don't believe in Straight Pride Month. I don't think twice about my sexuality. I don't think twice about others' sexuality. It doesn't bother me. I don't need affirmation for being straight. And I realized that because I was going to say, oh God, I forgot it. I'm going to have to acknowledge it. And I, and then I said to myself, no, I'm not even going to bother with this crap anymore. I went six days putting those little factoids up on Twitter and I'm already done with it. I don't want to keep looking things up and stuff like that. I got better things to do. Kind of like the LGBTQ plus minus R at sign, whatever they should be doing. But you know, hey, let them have their month and they can run around in their little parades wearing thongs and stuff. Good for them. I I I give up trying to protest this one because I'm sorry, I just don't need affirmation to be straight. Anyway, here's some more stupid comments. Or Kamalaisms, I didn't think I was going to be able to do this every day. So far, I could do this not only every day; I could basically take the entire podcast and make it into Kamalaisms. Uh, and here are three more. Uh, first, here's AOC, and she's discussing why it's appropriate to use the term Latinx as opposed to, let's say, Latino or Latina. And she just keeps proving to herself she's such a genius. I wish she would do this more often. I really do. Listen to what she has to say.
1: Also in the spirit of pride, I wanted to have a note on gender inclusivity in Spanish language. People sometimes like to make a lot of drama over the term Latinx. But even before Latinx, people were trying to do this like, an at to have the A and the O together. Gender is fluid, language is fluid, and I think people right now are using the E term as gender neutral in order to be as inclusive as possible. Don't have to make drama drop-
0: You know here's the funny thing about what she said. Uh, most Latinos don't know what Latinx is. I mean they literally don't know what it means. And those that do know what it means, like Josie my fiance, they think it's stupid. Here's the thing language is extremely structured, actually. For example, don't end your sentences with an at. That is not something you do because language is so structured. Ending your sentences with an at without completing it changes the entire meaning of the sentence. A lot of people don't know that. Language is not fluid. Language is structured. But this crap philosophy is being embraced, and that's why our kids can't speak or write anymore. And they can't read english from two three hundred years ago anymore because english two three hundred years ago was extremely structured and it followed definite rules that's what made people like let's say shakespeare or coleridge or um wordsworth extremely good poets they knew how to use the language yeah but that's uh, they don't the left doesn't want to do that The left doesn't want structure or science or in anything. They want everything to be subjective. As far as AOC is concerned, everybody should be speaking a different language because we should be speaking how I want to speak, not how language is actually made to be heard. And by the way, France figured this crap out. French is a gendered language. It's like Spanish. France banned this crap. They refuse to have people like AOC go out there and change the language from a gendered language to a non-gendered language. They think it's absolute crap. So they actually made laws that banned it. Okay, in this next clip, and this next clip, a little clip is a little longer, but it, it has to be. Uh, Joe Biden has implemented the Defense Production Act to produce more solar equipment, solar panels and crap like that. He's also going to get rid of the tariffs on China so that China can produce more solar panels, which is what they do. And then I guess we can enrich China again. Uh, This is something... The Defense Production Act is something that's only implemented during emergencies. An example would be when Trump... Uh, when Trump was faced with COVID, he implemented the Defense Production Act to get a, to bypass a lot of the regulations and use money, federal government money, to produce, produce and distribute a vaccine. Now, you might be asking yourself, what exactly is the emergency to implement the Defense Production Act with solar panels? Well, someone did ask Karen Jean-Pierre, the press secretary, and her answer was just absolutely amazing. Listen. Taking a step back from that, what emergency is the president using to invoke the Defense Production Act? Because historically it's been in the 1950s uh, for the, the Korean War. During COVID it was enacted. What emergency is it, or what's the real emergency in the solar industry for the Defense Production Act?
1: Um, so let me, uh, I was going to say first, the President, you know what he takes the Defense Production Act is to make sure that he's delivering for the American people. Uh, it is an important tool that he has used a couple of times and it has been incredibly in- effect- effective. Uh, so uh, for this particular Clean Energy Defense uh, Production Act, uh, he is invoking the Defense Production Act to rapidly expand per, uh, domestic production. Uh, of solar panel parts, building insulation, heat pumps, and more. He is putting the full force uh, of the federal government's purchasing power behind supporting American clean energy manufacturers, and he is providing U.S. solar uh, deployers uh, the short-term stability they need to build clean energy uh, projects and deliver more affordability energy to American families and business. Altogether, uh, these historic actions will cut cost uh, for American families, strengthen our power grid, and tackle the climate crisis. And with a stronger clean uh, energy arsenal, the United States can be an even stronger partner to our allies, especially in the face of Putin's war in Ukraine.
0: What's the emergency in the solar
1: industry? Well, this is just a step to get to to a place where we do have a clean energy arsenal. And so, this is a very important part of the president's. Uh, this is a very important part of the president's. Uh, uh, um, uh, agenda in getting to that clean energy uh, uh, system that he's been talking about since he walked into the administration. So this is that. And this is a way that we felt that we can act uh, to to get moving in that way. Uh, I'll come back. Up front. Go ahead.
0: Okay. The first thing about this statement is well, I mean, the main thing is she never answered the question. And the reason she never answered the question is because there is no emergency. He's using this to get his way is what she basically said, is that he wants to provide for the American people. That's not what the Defense Production Act is made for. You are, by presidential edict, saying that we are going to spend government money, taxpayer money, on producing more solar panels or solar crap, whatever it happens to be, because that's what he wants to do. And he can't do it normally without Congress approving it. So he's basically bypassing Congress. He's being a dictator is what he's doing. And she can't answer. She spent two minutes saying, okay, he, he even went back to her and said, okay, well, yeah, what emergency does the solar industry has? She spent two minutes not answering him. And this is what the left does. Word salads replace reasonable answers because the reality is she didn't have an answer there was no answer to that okay finally the big one here is uh and and by the way that this she's really bad this karen saint pierre she is really bad at this crap i don't know how long she's got i mean she i i know how long she'll last as long as she wants to last be there But like the rest of the Biden administration, she's completely incompetent. The only good news is she is gay and black. So there we go. Okay, finally, here's Kamala Harris. How can we have a Kamalaism without Kamala? And here's Kamala being Kamala. Because she doesn't look like she actually prepped for this speech. Here she is. She's in front of the United States Conference for Mayors, for U.S. Mayors. And she, I, I, I guess she decided to come out of hiding yesterday and make an appearance. And you know, I'm glad she did. Here she is.
1: And I know that each of you is up to this challenge because you are the mayor. <laughs>
0: She was completely unprepared for for her speech. You could tell. There are three reasons you could tell. She just didn't know what she was saying. First, if you look at the video, she actually looks lost. She looks like her face is like, oh my God, like her teleprompter went down or something. Second, she pauses in her sentence after every word because she's searching for the next word. And finally, that laugh. Whenever she sits back and laughs, you know this gal has no idea what she just said. And people were laughing at her more than they were laughing with her at that point. So, yeah, that's our vice president. That's your your future president. Because I don't think Joe Biden's got much left in him. Joe Biden, I, I think I made a mistake yesterday. I said Joe Biden was going to be on Jimmy Kimmel yesterday. No, he's going to be on Jimmy Kimmel, I believe, tomorrow tomorrow night. So we'll get to him more often. Uh, so here's something, friggin' California. Anyway, I got to get out of this bloody state. According to the Washington Free Beacon, the following, following a 2020 law to study the subject, a panel of left-wing academics and policymakers on Wednesday released their findings on how California can remedy the harm against the state's black residents caused by slavery and discrimination. All black Californians are eligible for the benefits of the program if they can prove they are, quote, descendants of African Americans enslaved in the U.S. Or of, the, or of free black people living in the country before the end of the 19th century, end quote. A new state agency called the California African American Freedmen Affairs Agency, God dang, where do they come up with these names, Uh, would provide a genealogical test for residents. Okay, so they they released this 492-page report. Uh, Basically, this is a reparations commission, and they do call it a reparations commission. They just gave it a really long name to make you confused. I, I guess fall asleep during the middle of trying to pronounce the name of this commission. The Washington Free Beacon highlights eight different laws that could be created from this bloated report. Let's take a look at them. First off, child support forgiveness. What this law would do is eliminate overdue child support owed to the government by black parents who no longer have custody of their children. black Californians would also no longer need to, quote, reimburse the state for current or past government assistance related to child support. The panel also recommends the elimination of all interest payments on past child support owed by black Californians. In other words, they want to take away the responsibility of black men for having kids out of wedlock. That's what it comes down to. Under the current law, families that receive government assistance such as food stamps, must deduct the cost of those programs for court-ordered child support. So if you get $1,200 in food stamps a month, and by the way, in California, I think a single male would get about $800 in child support, you have to deduct that payment from whatever benefits they get. The logic of the current law is that the state should not have to pay financial support for uh, deadbeat dads. Is this going to work? No. It's just going to incentivize black men to have unrestrained sex and have no responsibility for any kid that is born. It's basically the breaking up of the nuclear family. And But the state can also say this is another reason why we need to keep abortion legal. And that's, hey, that's what Mary Singer wanted. We'll get to, we'll get to, uh, we'll get to what the goal of this commission is. Because this is a racist. This is all racism. This is bigotry of low expectations. That's what it is. It's all racist. This entire thing is racist. Okay, let's take a look at the other one. Establish a, quote, truth and reconciliation commission to destroy, quote, anti-black memorials and monuments. We, have, we haven't torn down enough statues, apparently. Let's make tearing... So let's tear down more and make tearing down statues legal. Yay! Here's the irony about this whole thing. Um, South Africa had a commission during apartheid that was named exactly the same thing. So, there you go. So, the task force, they recommend, quote, create forms of acknowledgement and apology for acts of political disenfranchisement and destroy all anti-black memorials and and monuments. Question is, who would determine that, right? Yeah, probably this commission. They also say, pervasive black police violence against extrajudicial killings of African Americans occur in California as they do in the rest of the country. Actually, that's not true. There haven't been a lot of black killings by police in the country. Less than 250. So I don't know what they're talking about here. So they want, the panel recommends that state funds fund art by black people. Okay. And that is to uh, ease the trauma of state-sanctioned white supremacist terror. Congrats, California. They look like they're trying to outlaw American culture and history. Yay. Okay. Free college education. So (laughs) there's a shocker. Uh, The task force recommends the state eliminate tuition for all California colleges, as well as offer funding to create black owned K through 12 schools and colleges. In other uh, other words, let's re-implement segregation. Okay. Another thing. Black Californians should also receive scholarships to, quote, cover four years of undergraduate education at presumably any university in the country. The task force also recommends that the state, i I'd, quote, identify and eliminate racial racial bias and discriminatory practices in standardized testing, including the SAT and the LSAT And the state bar exams. So we can get lawyers. And by the way, they're going to do this with the medical profession too. Uh, That slippery slope, that um, give a mouse a cookie principle. What comes next? We're going to have doctors who don't know how to be doctors. We're going to have lawyers. They want lawyers that don't know how to be lawyers. Lawyers. Further, they want anti-racist education in the state. All schools must do CRT. Okay, here we go. This is a good one. I, I I don't even know. Trees in black neighborhoods for tree equity. Do I really need to say anything about this? Okay, here's another good one. Less McDonald's and more whole foods in black neighborhoods. Reduce uh, the task force wants to reduce density of fast food restaurants and promote the opening of healthy retailers such as Whole Foods and farmers markets in majority black neighborhoods. A couple problems with this one: um, there are Whole Foods in black neighborhoods, and they're in a lot of places. They're walking distance. There are also grocery stores in black neighborhoods, and you know what those black neighbor what those grocery stores have? Healthy foods. Obesity is not a systemic problem. It's a cultural problem. Most blacks admit this. By the way, there are no other grocery stores in black neighborhoods, only McDonald's? Only, only uh, Burger Kings and Jack in a Boxes? You don't need to have a Whole Foods near... I don't need to have a Whole Foods near me. I don't have one. To eat healthy, I'm pretty slender... I'm not 300 pounds. What's the story with that? Oh, well, it's because I can walk down the street, go to the family-owned uh, grocery store and buy vegetables and buy good, healthy meats and stuff like that. You know, And the other thing I really want to point out, forget about the Whole Foods. What about the CVSs and Rite-Aids that are actually closing because of crime? That this same commission purports to, doesn't even acknowledge, right? Those places, CVS and Rite Aid are supplying prescriptions to people and they're leaving the black communities because these same people that made this stupid ass uh, uh, report don't want crime, don't acknowledge that there's crime in black neighborhoods committed by the black residents, typically against the other black residents that aren't committing crimes. And by the way, that's the other thing. Uh, Decrease police. That's number five or number five. No, that's five, six. That's number six. Decrease police. Get rid of the police. Good idea. That'll save the black man from uh, having to deal with uh, closing stores. Okay, Yeah, and it's worked. I mean, we see how it's worked in Washington, New York, Oregon, California, San Francisco, Los Angeles specifically. Yeah, get rid of the police. Great idea. Free health care? Of course, nothing is free. But California doesn't care. California just wants to, hey, take it from all those rich people that are, by the way, leaving California because they're sick and tired of the high tax prices. And finally, the big one, cash payments to close racial, racial gap. Cash payments to close the racial wealth gap. Those are big words for redistribution of wealth, a Marxist concept. Now, we can say that it is, you know, a lot of people will say, well, that's like Robin Hood. No, they are actually stealing from people who produce in society and giving it to people that don't. And by the way, some of those people, drug addicts, things like that. It's just redistribution of wealth. Now, I've got a couple of thoughts here. Um, This could have been written by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. This is the Green New Deal except AOC wouldn't have written a 500-page report because she's stupid. This is just a a leftist wish list. California has been trying to do this forever. They just keep losing people, which means they keep losing uh, income because people who actually create things leave the state. Look at Elon Musk is gone. They're talking about maybe Elon Musk is going to move Twitter out of here if that even goes through now. It looks like Twitter has been lying a lot. So yeah, okay. You keep, California, you do some of that stuff. See what happens. I need to get out of this freaking state. I really need to get out of this state. But let's look, let's look at what the worst thing is about this whole thing is it's completely racist. Forget about the fact it's not constitutional. It's not constitutional. I mean, we're not even going to look at that, but it's anti-white racism because whites get nothing out of this. As a matter of fact, all they're seen as oppressors, so we're going to take everything from white people. Look, it's anti-Hispanic racism because this is targeting blacks. This isn't targeting any other race outside of blacks. And this is anti-black racism through the concept of bigotry of low expectations, You guys can't become better. Blacks can't become better. So we got to give you money. It's completely, completely racist. And these people don't, the left just doesn't get that. Speaking of the idiocy of California, and I, I guess we shouldn't be surprised by this at all. Fox News reported, quote, in the case Almond Alliance of California versus Fish and Game Commission. The California State Appellate Court of the 3rd District said the, quote, issue presented here is whether the bumblebee, a terrestrial invertebrate, falls within the definition of a fish, end quote, according to legal documents. According to, in, according to the judges, a bumblebee is classified as a fish as a liberal interpretation of the word fish, as well as the state's own legislative history, including non-aquatic life. life. I understand that bees are dying at a very high rate, and there is some concern about this, because bees actually have a function. I don't kill bees. I don't go out of my way to step on a bee when I see it, when I'm wearing shoes, of course. But, uh, because I do like bees. I know what they do, and it's important. But define them as fish? Well, anyway, the article continues, the judges explained that, quote, although the term fish is colloquially and commonly understood to refer to aquatic species, end quote, the law, as it is written, makes the legal, quote, definition of fish not so limited, end quote, the the documents show. Okay, so the story here is the in 2015, the Fish and Game argued that the definition of fish was too limiting because of mollusks. Those would be mussels, clams, and the specific uh, example they used were snails. Snails are both aquatic and terrestrial. And so they ex- the courts decided to expand the definition. So the article says... The section was changed only once in 2015 when the state legislature modified the definition to read fish means a wild fish, mollusk, crustacean, invertebrate, amphibian, or part, spawn, or ovum of any of these animals. So, there it is. Bees are invertebrates. So, therefore, they fall under the category of fish. Mind you, these guys could actually create another law that defines bees, bumblebees need to be protected, but they don't want to go through that. This is where the left always uses the courts to get what they want. And the leftist courts agree. They they will do whatever they want. Now, I'm not saying this is going to go to the Supreme Court. I really don't think it's necessary, but it just shows you how lazy our politicians have gotten. Mind you, These are the same people that think men can be women and women can be men. So why can't bees be fish and fish be bees? Maybe the bee identifies as a fish when it drinks water. I don't know. I don't know. Do you notice that leftists seem to be going backwards when it comes to science? I mean, they're going backwards when it comes to language. They're going backwards when it comes to science. They're going backwards when it comes to mathematics. Ugh. Okay, in our last story, and it's too bad because tomorrow I'm going to have uh, an interview that I think is going to be bad. It's definitely going to be cut up a little bit, but we'll, we'll start with that one tomorrow. And I, I didn't think we were going to get to it anyway, but <coughs> just to show you how we're still confused. Uh, the NFL NFL's Carolina Panthers have decided that they're going to add a man who thinks he's a woman to their cheerleading team. The guy's name is Justine Lindsay. He's 29 years old, and I'm pretty sure Justine is not actually his real name. So he's thrilled about this. He he said in a BuzzFeed article, this is big. I think more people need to see this. It's not because I want recognition. It's just to shed light on what's going on in the world. Okay, I call BS this is all about recognition and attention. I'm sure this guy sees a future in Hollywood or something because people are going to see this freak in the dress, in a dress, dancing around during football games. I have a picture of this guy on the website if you want to take a look at it, and guess what? He looks like a man. He doesn't look like he's physically transitioned at all. He looks like he has, doesn't have any boobs. He has no hair. He's got big earrings on. And I can't tell quite with this picture, but he looks like he has a, he has a twig and berries. Now, this opens up some questions here. And I think the NFL is going to have to deal with some of these questions. Going woke is what is killing the NBA. And it severely damaged the MLB to the point that they actually stopped doing the BLM thing. Is this something the NFL really wants to experiment with? Does this, this, Another question. Does this mean that Fox, NBC, CBS, and ESPN, all who, who play football games, we're going to have to spend an hour watching during Carolina games of shots of this guy jumping around, dancing around with the women? Probably will be easy to find because he's probably a foot taller than any of the cheerleaders that are already there. Does that mean we're going to have to actually get lectured during these games? The other big question is, are the fans going to buy any of this crap? Football is an extremely masculine sport. Most men like football. And with that being said, do they really want to risk losing viewership? Another question. Football players are also rather opinionated. And what I mean by that is they're crude. What do you think their reaction is going to be when, they, when one of those guys runs over this guy when he's running out of bounds or getting pushed out of bounds? You think going to, he's going to help him up like he helps a cheerleader up? And then the final thing is, what about the locker rooms? You think some of the cheerleaders may not want to share the same restroom as this man? And he's obviously a man. Look at his picture. Well, good luck to the NFL. Um, they've been losing viewership because they decided to go woke for a while. Now they're going all the way. And that's too bad because football is probably my second favorite sport to hockey. Hockey is my favorite sport. Football is my second favorite sport. MLB. I love MLB, but the reason I love it so much is because the MLB has games in the middle of the season when there are no other sports. Right now, I'm not watching anything. I'm watching nothing but hockey. I don't know what's going to happen. I think the NFL is going the road of the NBA. By the way, hockey, one of the reasons I love hockey, they would never do this crap. They're all Canadian. They're all men. They beat the crap out of each other. I'm pretty sure you're not going to see any transgender hockey uh, player in the near future or a transgender hockey mascot in the near future. Watch hockey. It's a great sport. Go to a game. Okay, visit my website. Tomorrow's going to be a good one. I I, I already have most of it planned out. Uh, Visit my website at dumbassestalkinpolitics.com. I have a new video coming out. Um, We're going to take a look at some crazy-ass HR gal from freaking Canada. Canada. And basically, you there is something you always want in a an HR person. You always want her to wish people she doesn't like dead because that's what she did. Okay, much much more. You want her threatening your job and your career and your life, and that's what she's doing. Okay, so go to uh, Rumble. It'll be it'll be in today, but probably won't be available tonight since Rumble takes a little time to process these. Oh. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.